0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats Podcast. This is Pulse 95. Pulse
1: 95.
0: Live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Yes, we are live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. And what a guest we have for you right now. Jim Quick is a world expert in speed reading, memory improvement, and optimal brain performance. He's the CEO and founder of Quick Learning, a leader in accelerated learning with online students of every age and vocation in over 150 countries. He's spent the last 25 years helping people improve their memory learn to speed read, increase their decision-making skills, and unleash their super brains. He's shared these same techniques with the students at universities like NYU, Harvard, Columbia, Stanford, and Singularity. And he's worked closely with companies like Nike, GE, Fox Studios, and Zappos to help their executives and employees get the most out of both work and life. Even Companies like SpaceX and Virgin, owned by billionaire geniuses like Richard Branson and Elon Musk, have trained with him. He says in a world of spaceships and supercomputers, our education system still uses methods that uh, that are as old as and as ineffective as a horse and buggy. So he developed his own techniques over the years on how to learn, not just what to learn and we are so excited to have him here at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Jim, quick welcome.
1: Sally, thank you so much, and thank you everybody who's tuning in.
0: Hello, that, Allah. I
1: love that, I love that introduction, <laughs>
0: thank you. It's just, you know, it's incredible to have you, Jim. You are somebody who, um, you know, online, we uh, see a lot of you, and we, we see, you know, your uh, videos on, on, on how to harness that super brain that you say everybody has. But actually, your story is incredible because when you were younger, you had a brain injury that really stopped you from reading, from learning. You had a lot of struggle. You are not the kind of person that we would think something like this would come out of.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, When uh, people ask me, I, I always tell them my inspiration is my desperation. It really was that my mess became my message, if you will. And I had a brain injury when I was five years old. I was put in special classes. I didn't understand things as well as everybody else. Teachers would repeat themselves three, four, five times. And I would pretend to understand, but I didn't really truly understand. Uh, It took me an extra three years to learn how to read. And it was very difficult. At the age of nine, a teacher was so uh, frustrated with me not understanding lessons she pointed to me in front of the whole class and said that's the boy with the broken brain and that became my my label and we have to be very careful with labels because labels become our limits also of what we can accomplish sometimes because it became my self talk every time I wasn't picked you know in sports every time I didn't do well on tests I would always say oh it's because I have the broken brain and it, it's really tough. I, I, people come to me all the time at, a, at events like this and say, Jim, I'm too old. Or, Jim, I don't have a great memory. Or, Jim, I'm not smart enough. And I always say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you fight for your limitations, they're yours to keep. And you want to keep that self-talk positive because mine was very, very negative. So I, went, I was actually very below average and then worked my way up to average and then, you know, super above that. And I believe everybody could do the same, everyone who's listening, regardless of your age, your background, your career, your education level, your financial situation, your gender, your history, your IQ, none of that, it doesn't matter.
0: So how did you do it, Jim? How did you move from you know that place of not being able to read not yeah. being able to understand. And, you know, you say that you had a brain injury and you pretended to... Under- I feel like a lot of kids sit there in class these days, bored out of their brains, pretending to understand, not even getting it. They don't even yeah. have a brain injury. And, you know, the, the learning is not there. So, so how did you move past it? And, you know, how do we learn from that experience?
1: Yeah. I think the key really is to really know that education, real education is self-education, is, you know... Mark Twain said don't let school get in the way of your education and this is not a slight against teachers my mother became a school teacher because she really wanted to help me and it's just the system hasn't changed as much you know we all grew up with a 20th century education which at the turn of the 20th century you know was working on farms and factories but as you said we live in an age of technology now with autonomous electric cars you know and then we but we're not learning that way mm-hmm. also And so I started to devote myself to personal education. I started reading books on the mind, books on how to, uh, how did the ancient people, like the ancient Greeks, how did they remember things before there were, you know, printing presses or smartphones? They had to have a great memory. And I started studying the latest brain science, the neuroscience uh, applied towards performance. And about 60 days into it, when I was 18 years old, a light switch flipped on, I started to understand things for the first time, I started to do better, I started to have laser focus, I started to read faster and understand and remember what I read, and I started to be able to do problem solving and making good decisions. And with that lift, I couldn't help but lift other people up also, because, you know, when you learn something, you know, I was like, wow, I wish I would have learned this earlier, but... You, you mentioned school teaches us what to learn and what to think and what to remember, but they don't teach you the important skills of how to learn, how to think, and how to remember those things. And in today's age, you know, even at events like this, where people talking about technology and changing the world and starting businesses, you know, we live in an age where people upgrade their phones more than they upgrade their mind. Exactly. And their mind is their number one wealth-building asset that we have because nowadays we're not paid for brute strength, it's brain strength. It's no longer industrial age uh, you know muscle power, it's mind power. And the faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. So I started helping other people and one of my very first students, she was a freshman in college, she read 30 books in 30 days. And she really retained it also. And I how? wanted to find out, and I, I, wanted, I knew how she did it because I taught her, I wanted to know why. And I found out her mother was dying of terminal cancer and was only given two months to live, and the books she was reading were books on health and wellness, and uh, she wanted to save her mom's life, and she ended up doing so and surprised all the doctors. It was, it was amazing. And in that moment, I realized that if knowledge is power, learning is your superpower, and it's a superpower we all have.
0: So, we know how kids learn these days at school. We know how we learn. What do should we be doing? How do we need to transform learning so that we learn faster, we learn more effectively, and we retain that information, Jim?
1: Yeah, I think you need to remember uh, a number of things. I think in the beginning is knowing that, remembering that learning is not a spectator sport. It's not something a teacher does to us. You know, the human brain doesn't learn through consumption, it learns through, learns better through creation and co-creation and creativity. And uh, you can't just stuff information in your head, you have to apply it, because there's a big lie that, that we're all taught that knowledge is power, but it really isn't. It has the potential to be power, it only becomes power when we utilize it. All of the great interviews, all of the conferences, all of the podcasts and the books, none of it works unless we work too. We have to do our part. And so I feel like making learning more active, asking questions, taking notes properly, um, and asking the right kind of questions. You know, three questions that turn knowledge and turn into power really simply are, ask yourself, how can I use this? You know, when you're listening to a conversation like this, ask yourself, how can I use this? And then once you come up with all those ideas, ask yourself the second question, why must I use this? Because most people won't do what they need to do because they don't feel like they must do it. You know, they procrastinate, they put things off. And then the third thing is once you know, you know, how to, you know, apply it and why you must apply it, when will you apply it? You know, Mm -hmm. put it in your calendar. Like, when will you use this? Most people... They'll schedule their doctor's appointments. They'll schedule their meetings with their boss. They'll schedule their you know, classes, but they won't schedule their own personal development and their own personal growth. So I say put it in your calendar.
0: Something uh, I want to come to in just a moment with you, uh, Jim, is the whole idea that learning is dependent on motivation. And I want you to mm-hmm. talk to us about the four primary brainwave states yeah. When we learn best, how we learn wow. best. We're going to be going into all of that and so much more next right here, live from the Sharjah Entre- Entrepreneurship Festival.
1: Heart of Sharjah. This is Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Yes, we are live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival with none other than Jim Quick, uh, the, one of the world's foremost brain experts. Uh, Jim, something that I hear you talk about um, is learning being dependent on motivation. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, a lot of people struggle with motivation. So how are the two interlinked and how do we help that, yeah. you know, help ourselves to learn through that?
1: I think one of the most, I was giving a talk in Silicon Valley, and afterwards, uh, Bill Gates came up to me, and you know, one of the wealthiest individuals in the world, uh, entrepreneurs, and I asked, you know, we start talking about the future education, and it's, it's interesting, because he's an avid reader. He reads a lot. He reads like him
0: 14 if, books a week or does, something. He does.
1: He reads a lot. He re, he, I asked him if he could have any one superpower, what would it be? And he says, Jim... It's what you teach, you know, the ability to read faster. You know, Warren Buffett has said, I probably wasted 10 years of my life reading slowly. You know, Warren Buffett reads 500, 500 word, uh, uh, pages a day, mm-hmm. 500 pages a day. So leaders are readers, absolutely. And, but I asked, we started having this educa- talk about education, like the future of it. And I started talking about, uh, you know, this thing called meta learning and accelerated learning, learning how to learn. And he starts talking about the incredible technology that's available to us that right now classrooms don't, they're not contained to four walls anymore. And then somebody, the big crowd is gathering, uh, listening in, and somebody asks a question it's like, is there anything missing? You have the theory and you have the technology. And we looked at each other, we talked a little bit more and said, yes, we know it's motivation, understanding human motivation, because here's the thing, a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do what they know, because common sense is not common practice. You know, we, we know that we should meditate. We know we should sleep well. We know we should eat the best foods and exercise every single day, but we don't always do what we know. And the key to it is really tapping our motivation. And even, let's say, remembering people's names. I know right. at this event, you meet a lot of people. And part of the reason why people come to events is to make new connections. And remembering names is the number one business etiquette networking skill there is. Because how are you gonna show somebody you're gonna care for their future, their family, their health, their finances, you know, anything you have to offer them if you don't care enough just to remember their name. So, like, here's a memory tip that could help you is just tap into your motivation. Ask yourself, why, when you're meeting somebody, ask yourself, why do I wanna remember this person's name? Why do you want to remember it? Maybe it's to show the person respect. Maybe it's to make a new friend. Maybe it's to do some business. Maybe it's to practice these things. You know, I learned on the show because, you know, what you practice in private, you're rewarded for in public, right? We, we, we heard this. And so, um, you know, maybe, because if you can't come up with one reason, you won't remember the name. Because reasons reap results reasons reap rewards big rewards but you have to tap into that why so motivation is really key and motivation if you break down the word it's your motive for taking action
0: Ah, motivation i like that exactly that that really makes so much sense so find the motive to take the action. So find the reason that is going to find your why, yeah. basically, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful book, Start With Why. Yes, uh, Simon Sinek. Yes, very yes, good. Yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, but, you know, this is uh, very interesting to me as well, the four primary brainwave states mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, we go through, and, and some of them are better for learning than others. So take yeah. us through those.
1: Yeah, so our brains cycle through different states, uh, brainwave uh, for, uh, and the key is, is once you understand how they work, you can work your brain better. And so, right now, everyone who's listening to this is probably in a beta state. Beta state, the state, uh, the fastest state when you're most awake. Yep. Uh, delta is the slowest state when you're probably asleep. Mm-hmm. And it's interest. What's interesting is the states in between the beta and the delta. Immediately above uh, the delta state of right above when you're before you're sleeping and when you wake up is this state called theta and the theta state is the state of creativity it's where you come up with your most creative thoughts it's where you can solve the best problems and uh it's when you're really you're like relaxed you're so relaxed and all these thoughts come to you uh taking showers puts you into a theta state. You ever notice when you're taking a shower, you come up with all these great ideas. It's always when you can't write something down. It's
0: almost like, you know, it's like that state of flow. Right. Is that what that, you know, that's about?
1: The water helps put you in the, that element helps put you in a state of creativity and you, you come up with your best ideas. I took five showers this morning just to prepare for this radio <laughs> interview. <I laughs> um, so the theta state is something you can go into when you wanna be more creative, when mm. you wanna make your videos, you wanna write, you know, write your book, everything that is creative. Above theta um, and below beta is a state called alpha and the alpha state they describe it where theta is is creativity alpha is the relaxed state of awareness Mm -hmm. it really is in a way the state of accelerated learning it's where we become a sponge where our conscious mind is set aside that beta mind is set aside and we just absorb information and interesting what puts us one of the things that puts us into an alpha state is television when you watch television have you ever noticed somebody who's watching television so closely you could try to talk to them but they're in a trance because that television programming and programming is an interesting word to describe television because it's you're in that trance you're so relaxed and all the information is just going in Uh, other things that put you in alpha state uh, certain music will put you in alpha state Uh, not heavy metal or rock and roll um, or rap but Classical music will put you into a relaxed state of awareness, especially um, the Baroque era. It's uh, Vivaldi, Handal. It, it, it harmonizes to about 60 beats per minute and it harmonizes with the resting heart rate. And so, listening to that, when you want to study something, uh, it could help you remember things, facts, and figures a lot any of that information faster.
0: So how do we, are we able to, uh, you just mentioned, you know, tapping into that alpha state yeah. through music. music. The other different states, should we just be going to have showers? You know, what are yeah. the different ways so to del- kind of tap so into it? So Delta
1: and Beta, you tap yeah. into very naturally. All of them kind of naturally, but by design, Beta is, you know, your waking hours. A lot of your waking state is Beta. Delta is usually when you're asleep. So that's how you get into deltas by going to sleep. Um, The theta state is a relaxed state of awareness. People came up with creative ways of doing it. Some people do it through showers, other people do it through meditation. Um, Einstein would sit outside of Princeton in his rocking chair and what he would do to get into theta is hold a rock in his hand. And because he would do these thought experiments where he would visualize, he knew that according to him imagination was more powerful than knowledge knowledge is what is, imagination is what could be. And so he would use his imagination to go do these thought experiments and imagine himself sitting on a beam of light heading towards a clock and wondering what that clock would look like. But he would do these, a lot of these thought experiments in his rocking chair and part of that rocking motion, maybe put him in a theta relaxed state, also holding the rock itself in his hand. The reason why he held it is if he fell asleep, he didn't want to go into Delta, so if he fell asleep, he would drop the rock and it would wake him up because he didn't want to fall asleep because there was, wasn't a lot of learning that was going on in that sleeping state.
0: But of course, uh, as we know, sleeping is essential Absolutely. to actually retaining you know, and learning and, and being more productive every very, single day. Very, very much
1: so. I think everybody to learn faster needs to prioritize sleep. Um, a lot of people who study and cram all night, they're doing themselves a disservice because when you sleep, Three things happen with your brain that are important, Um, at least three. Number one is where you consolidate short to long-term memory. So if you're not remembering things long-term, if you're having trouble with your long-term memory, check your sleep hygiene. Uh, Number two is where you clean plaque. When you're sleeping is when you clean plaque that uh, could lead to brain aging, dementia challenges. And so that's when you sleep is when the sewage system kicks in. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the reason why you sleep is to help you dream. Um, you, you will probably spend about 20 years of our life sleeping, about three to five e- full years dreaming. And that's a lot of time, three to five years. And, and what are you doing during that time? Well, your brain doesn't shut off at night. When you're learning all day or you're in school all day or at work all day, your brain is actually coming up with solutions and ideas to help, uh, help you along your way um, and they, in, the, in the form of dreams. Uh, the challenge is when people wake up, they f- almost immediately forget their dreams, you know. But people don't realize a lot of amazing ideas came from dream states. A lot of amazing inventions. Uh, the sewing machine came to uh, the inventor in a dream. Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in his in her in her dream. Um, Paul McCartney came up with the song Yesterday in his dream. You know, sports figures have changed. You know, the way they hold a golf club in their dreams and change their their complete game. And so what are what are what is everybody dreaming about late at night that maybe you're forgetting? So, you know, as part of my morning routine, you know, I talk about my morning routine and I know millions of you have listened to it on my podcast and on, you know, YouTube and uh, it's just it's important because how, you know, if you want to win the day, you have to win that first hour of the day. And the first thing I do in the morning is I remember my dreams.
0: You remember your dreams, you write them down. This is vital.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's very important to be able to record your dreams because yeah. it, it starts training you to remember your dreams better. And uh, that's one of the best things you could do.
0: And this is you know, very interesting because uh, you talk about the first hour of your day and the final hour of your day being kind of the most important for you in terms of setting everything else up. So, you know, talk to us about what you personally do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I believe first you create your habits and then your habits create you back. You create your good habits and then those create good habits create you back and make you better. And I like focusing on the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day. Uh, because that's usually where I have the most uh, control, mm-hmm. not always, but the most influence over it. Because I can always wake up a little bit earlier, and um, and it's usually the quietest time. And so the first thing I do in the morning is I remember my dreams, and I, I did a whole podcast episode on on this. Um, we have a podcast only 15 minutes long, and I just teach people how to change their habits and, and how to learn faster. Um, the second thing I do is I make my bed, and it's very good actually to do that for your, uh, for your brain. Um, and so I believe how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you take time to make your bed and which only takes a couple of minutes and you do it with, um, excellence and then you will do everything with excellence. So start your day with success and you'll carry on that same habit throughout your day, doing things at a, a standard of excellence. Next, um, I'll drink a lot of water because our brains are mostly water. Uh, more than 70% water and just staying hydrated uh, if you're dehydrated and you s- hydrate it'll boost your reaction time your thinking speed about 30% mm. and most people could you know we, we could use that so drink plenty of water um, I also take some probiotics at the time uh, on an empty stomach because it's your second brain they say is your gut and you know you want to make sure you have good microbiome uh, and take care of your your second brain um, another thing I do first thing in the morning is I brush my teeth. And you're like, well, Jim, everybody brushes their teeth. But I brush my teeth with my opposite hand. And the reason why is in order to do that, I mentioned how you do anything is how you do everything. I want you to have a focused, present mind. And when you have to brush your teeth with your opposite hand, it trains you to be present in the moment. You're not thinking about other things. You're not trying to do other things. And uh, it gets you to train and build your focus muscles. And that's very important. Um, so you press your teeth with the opposite hand. Uh, another thing I do is I just do a three-minute workout. It's not my workout for the day, but there's a study done at Appalachian State University where they wanted to find out how with weight loss and sleep, when's the best time to work out? Is it they tested 7 a.m., 1 p.m., or 7 p.m.? 7 a.m., 1 p.m., or 7 p.m.? And they found out the best time was actually 7 a.m and to really jumpstart your uh, your metabolism, get your heart rate going. Generally what's good for your heart is good for your head as it creates blood flow and oxygen. And uh, so just for three minutes of calisthenics, three minutes of motion and movement um, is really good for your brain.
0: I feel like we need to get you to, to like balance on the table here. Yeah. I've seen you do that and it just blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> how
1: how your body moves, when your body moves, your brain grooves. So, your brain, when you move, you create something called brain-derived neurotropic factors, which is like fertilizer to help you create new brain cells and new connections.
0: I want to come back and talk about that. I think that's a, a, a vital point, uh, particularly. I know we're talking, you know, to entrepreneurs today, uh, but it, it's it's great to think about, you know, um, the kind of states that put us into the best learning, uh, because you know we talk about kids being sponges and they can learn anything. We're gonna come back and talk about why that is and how we can make that work for us. And we're gonna talk about your session that is also coming up today here at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. More to come in just a moment here on Pulse 95. Heart of Sharjah. This is Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95 live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. An absolutely fascinating discussion with Jim Quick, all about how we learn, how we can learn faster, more effectively, reading faster as well. I was just chatting with you, Jim, just now uh, and uh, talking about the fact that Sharjah is this year The world book capital which is a huge honor for us here in Sharjah Um, and I would love so much to talk to you and ask you about you know your literary heroes and and I and I love your story of how you actually learned to read when you were little as well
1: yeah I learned how to read after my my uh, brain trauma my head injury I Mm. learned how to read by reading comic books late at night when my parents thought I was sleeping I would be underneath the covers with a flashlight just reading those comic books. And something about those heroes, metaphorically, they, they brought it, the words to life. And I love the hero's journey, that good will win over you know, bad, and that one person can make a difference. And superheroes were offering not only hope, but they were offering real help. And I think there's a superhero in all of us. And so a lot of growing up, you know, books, they were my some of my best friends because they were inspiration. I, I didn't have a lot of, um, you know, uh, contact with a lot of people who to be mentors, but in books they became mentors. I could learn the greatest ideas. And I think with books, I mentioned before, leaders are readers. How I met those individuals, how I met the Bill Gates and Oprah and I met Elon Musk I met them through our shared love of books actually Um, and so leaders are readers and I want to encourage everybody to read at least 30 minutes a day reading is to your mind what exercise is to your body reading is to your mind what exercise is to your body so schedule at least 30 minutes of good reading exercise and you know and something that could also you can learn that could uplift you and and keep you motivated and, and give you some new skills.
0: I'd love to know uh, your favorite books that yeah. you've read over the years and what you're reading now.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, we mentioned one of the books, Start With Why, by my friend Simon Sinek. I just did a podcast episode with him and a book giveaway on my Instagram. Um, we also, on, by the way, I, for people on social media, on, on my Instagram there's a link and there's a free speed reading class you could take there and it's just at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, and it's a one-hour workshop where I just take a book and I walk you through the process of speed reading a book with better focus and retention. Um, Another, in in, in time, some of my favorite books are A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's an amazing book about how we give things meaning in our lives uh, because that dictates everything we do in our life is based on the way things mean to us. Uh, Another one is uh, The Magic of Thinking Big, The Magic of Thinking Big is such a great book. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, such a classic for entrepreneurs by Napoleon Hill, one of the greatest uh, success uh, studies out there. Uh, Another great book for personal development are by a mentor of mine, Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The Seven Habits of Some of the Most Effective People on the Planet. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, Recent books that might be of interest for people, is uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, uh, who is one of the top angel investors in the world. And he wrote a book basically on innovation and saying that real, real true innovation doesn't come from going one to two or two to three or three to four. That's incremental. But going from zero where there's nothing to one where there's something is something very powerful. And he has this great question, a good takeaway that I got out of that book is this question that what if you had to reach your 10-year goal in six months think about a 10-year goal that you might have for your career for your relationship for your body whatever what if you had to reach it in six months you would have to act and think in a totally different way so really wonderful wonderful books
0: that is really cool i love that so much and just you know in the final couple of moments that we have with you before we have to let you go you know um harnessing that creativity that entrepreneurs need Every single day, I love you know what you just shared just now. Um, but you you know the the importance of um, thinking completely differently and yeah. the importance of play as well yeah. in in creating those states that we need to be most creative. Yeah. Talk to us a bit about that.
1: I think uh, I know that children are the fastest learners out there. We know we all know that inherently that children can pick up languages, musical yeah. instruments, anything faster than an adult. And part of it has to do with their n- neurology and brain formation. But a big part of it has to do with their, they don't have the fear of making mistakes. You know, adults sometimes as we grow older, you know, we we don't wanna look bad to other people. You know, if you look at a child learning how to walk, a child will fall 100 times, 200 times. At no point will the child just, you know, get up and say, I'm not doing this any, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm never gonna walk. But adults, we will do that a lot. And so I feel that one of the things that keep us from growing into the person that we're supposed to be is our fear of what other people will think. Is this con- and I, and I want to free people from the concern of others. Because when we, you know, when we, when we pass and we, when we die and we're taking our final breaths, none of other people's opinions, none of those fears will matter. What will matter is how we loved, how we laughed, how we lived. How we learn those are the things and so i would encourage everyone to play more and I, I mentioned this the other day to an audience and someone in the audience raised their hand sincerely and they're like jim i i i stopped i i stopped playing because i grew older I, you know i matured and i was like no i was like maybe it's the opposite maybe you grew older because you stopped playing you know because, because playing is like a state of mind a state of heart where you're willing to be silly and iterate and be creative, and you'll come up with better answers from that place than with your cup full. Nothing can, nothing, you can't put anything new in a cup that's already full and uh, full of knowledge. So being playful means you're entering your cup constantly.
0: Your final, your final word for us uh, here at Pulse95, you know, I love that so much that you know we grow older. We're older yeah. because we've stopped playing as well. So important. So fabulous. Um, but, you know, your final words, tips for people to really, you know, make the most of right now.
1: To, keep, to make the most of right yeah. now. I would say this. Um, one life. One, we have one life only. We have this one life. And I'm just saying, why aren't we running towards our dreams like we're on fire that our life is like an egg, that if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if an egg is broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things begin on the inside. And I'm talking to you listening to this right now. You have greatness inside of you. You have levels of genius inside of you. And uh, now is the time to be able to let more of that out.
0: Well, if you want to hear more from Jim Quick, you can because he is going to be giving a session today from 3 p.m. Jim, you are going to be on the main stage here at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Just give us very quickly what you're going to be talking about with the audience.
1: Absolutely, Sally. I'm going to be talking about how to learn any subject or skill faster, how to upgrade the most important supercomputer on the planet, which is our mind, how to overcome the digital overload and the digital distraction and the digital dementia that's holding us back so we could level up our learning and level up our, our life. And a lot, of the, that, a lot of stuff that I teach that I know, I know we have many, many people here that listen to our podcast and watch our videos, I'm going to teach that, those skills in depth Uh, on the main stage. So I hope to see many of you there.
0: We are so excited for that. Jim Quick, what an absolute pleasure to have you here at Pulse95.
1: Allie, thank you so much.
0: Fantastic. Do not miss Jim Quick, 3 p.m. right here at Expo Center Sharjah. He is going to be giving his keynote, Master Your Mind. Make sure you are there at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. More to come from us after this. We are live from SEF.
1: This is Pulse95. Tune in live
0: every weekday from 10am.